Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. To the radio station that supports you heart and soul. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Wake up, America. It's Tuesday, February 7th. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of Morning Air as we begin day two of our Give from the Heart winner pledge drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverins. Our studio producer is Sarah Tafoya. Thanks so much for joining us on this Tuesday morning across our great nation. I want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for so much of your support uh, yesterday, the first day of our winter pledge drive. I always say it's not where you start, but where you finish. We got off to a pretty good start yesterday on day one. You are such a blessing. I just want to remind you that we cannot do it without you, our Relevant Radio family. As I've said, uh, this is really uh, Relevant Radio's Super Bowl week, and every day leads up to game day on Friday, so we need your help. Uh, I know it's early in the morning, but uh, we need your help to reach our goal by the end of the week, which is $3 million, just to keep going for another three months. Give from the heart. We're looking for 50 people with this just a little bit better than we did yesterday. 50 brothers and sisters to support our work uh, during uh, this 6 a.m. Central hour. And that's really, when you think about it, it is really a drop in the bucket when you consider uh, just the, all the number of people, uh, the audience that is out there listening, the tens of thousands of people listening uh, across America. Let's give in honor of the upcoming feast of Our Lady of Lourdes this coming Saturday, our Blessed Mother Mary, who intercedes for us and always points us to her son. This is what it's all about. This is what we do here at Relevant Radio. It's all about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we always start every hour uh, during the pledge drive, always in prayer with the memorari, invoking the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary, to help us with our pledge drive, and we continue to pray for end to abortion in our nation as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Our Lady Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of the unborn, and patroness of relevant radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of relevant radio, pray for us. And we always invoke the Holy Spirit with that short prayer, come Holy Spirit, come. We finish, Jesus, I trust in you name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. want to bring in Glenn and Sarah. What a great start uh, to our pledge drive yesterday on Monday. We've got a little ways to go, a long ways to go, actually, uh, before our uh, uh, big day on Friday and uh, meeting our deadline of the $3 million, guys. 
Hey, we certainly do. We certainly do. That uh, deadline is out there. Uh, that goal is out there. That need $3 million by the end of the week. And we'll give you many opportunities throughout the course of the day and the week to give and give generously at 877-291-0123 or online at relevantradio.com. Some news headlines for you guys. Two U.S. search and rescue units on their way to Turkey to assist in the aftermath of Monday's earthquake that hit along the Turkey-Syrian border. Nearly 5,000 now. The current death toll injuries could top 20,000 at this rate. Just uh, hard for us to imagine. Each unit includes 70 personnel and search dogs, according to the U.S. Ambassador to Turkey, Jeff Flake. He says Americans who want to help should direct donations through the Red Cross, nonprofits, or church groups as well. And a lot of help going to be needed in Turkey. Elsewhere, the president will talk tonight, his State of the Union address, uh, talking about how, how good things are in the midst of uh, some challenges for the country. That'll be at 8 Central. And the Republican response will be delivered by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee. And uh, Glenn, um, obviously, uh, this is a Super Bowl week. Uh, it's, I've been joking that it's Super Bowl week for us here at Relevant Radio with our pleasure. But it was Super Bowl media night uh, last night uh, as the Eagles and the Chiefs uh, continue to get ready uh, for Super Bowl 57. I would say the star of the show uh, was uh, mom, Donna Kelsey, uh, who brought cookies uh, for her two sons, Jason and Travis Kelsey, as her Mom, you're bringing in these cookies. You've probably been cooking these cookies forever for these guys. Talk to me about this. Watching your boys on both sides. Do you have a plan for the guy that wins? And what kind of plan for you do you have for the guy that comes up a little short? The plan is is to scream really loud every time somebody has a ball. Because both of the boys are on offense. Well, she knows her boys, so she knows uh, what they're going to probably react to after the game because, yes, they, they know going into it one of them's going to be the, the loser. But you know what? When boys are roughhousing around the house, there's always one that gets uh, knocked up a little bit more than the other, so this won't be the first time for them. Great moment for the mom, and I love her uh, uniform, her uh, dual uh, uniform with uh, e- Eagles uh, and Chiefs, uh, half and half. So she's not uh, showing any partiality to either one of her guys. Though you try so hard as a parent to make it equal for all the kids, you know, and then you find out later they never, ever think it went that way anyway. <laughs> well, I just, uh, it sounds like it looks like an expensive jersey to have self-made. So hopefully they don't switch teams too often because I don't know how many of those she can have made for her <laughs> with the two different teams. But yeah, that'll be a fun uh, interaction. So I look forward to it. And I want to know, what do those cookies taste like? They look good. Did. Well, this is just one of the many storylines uh, between the Eagles and the Chiefs as uh, we get ready for Super Bowl 57 coming up uh, this Sunday. As always, uh, thanks so much, uh, Sarah and Glenn. Sure thing, John. We are going to take a short uh, brief break when Morning Air continues. Our spiritual director today, Father John Gordon, will be with us to talk about the ordinary ways of touching Jesus. Stay with us. There is much more to come here on Morning Air after a word from our relevant radio CEO, Father Rocky. Jump into the conversation. Call 888-914-9149. Listen, baby. And welcome back to Morning Air as uh, we continue with day two of our Relevant Radio Give From the Heart Winner Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. 
Thanks so much for joining us. It is a blessing to be with you on this Tuesday morning. Uh, as we continue our big, big week, I've been saying it all along that uh, this is Relevant Radio's Super Bowl week uh, during our pledge drive. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Morning Air Show, and you can always send us an email with your thoughts, morningair at relevantradio.com. If you want to be part of the program this morning, 888-914-9149 is the number. Now, in yesterday's Mass readings, we read about uh, Jesus with his disciples. Uh, And when they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about the whole neighborhood and began to bring him sick people on their mats to uh, any place where they heard he was. Uh, Those are the words from yesterday's gospel. People were getting healed just by teaching and touching, or trying to touch, actually, trying to touch Jesus. For us Catholics here in 2023, what is the ordinary way of touching Jesus? Joining us live is our spiritual director uh, this morning, Father John Gordon, with much more on some of these ordinary ways of touching our Lord. Father Gordon is the Secretary for Evangelization for the Archdiocese of Newark, as well as a longtime Relevant Radio contributor. Good morning, Father Gordon. Thank you for joining us. It's great to be with you once again here on this second day of our pledge drive. Good morning, John and Glenn and Sarah. It's always a joy and a privilege to be with you, to be with Relevant Radio. I'm so excited uh, about uh, the opportunity to uh, be with you during this pledge week, which I think is just such an important commitment to listener-supported radio, which I think allows you to be, allows Relevant Radio to be uh, the voice uh, that it is. Well, we really appreciate uh, your contributions and your spiritual direction, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it goes such a long way in touching hearts and, uh, and evangelizing uh, our, our audience, uh, which is what we're all about. That's what we do, bringing Christ to the world through the media. Father, uh, let's talk about uh, touching Jesus. Uh, uh, first of all, how is evil a defining experience uh, of human life, uh, something that is uh, present uh, in, in, our way, in our life in so many ways, and yet uh, we know that the Lord is still with us? You know, it's, it's one of those universals, because uh, while we might think of joy and love and peace as also being universal, there are pockets of people in, our, in the world who have very little to none of that. People born into oppression, people living in uh, abject poverty, people living in war zones and places of extreme violence, people living in very, very broken, dysfunctional ways. So everybody, uh, so, so I, it seems as if one of the things that unites us in our humanity is our experience of pain and suffering and evil, um, whether it be large or great. To each person, it seems large at the time and seems very significant. And the other aspect about uh, the reality of evil is that we are usually unable, not usually, we're always unable to overcome it on our own. Um, it seems to get the better of us, whether it be through sickness or through some injustice. It just seems to be so overwhelming that we kind of reach out. And as you were saying with the gospel yesterday, people were reaching out to try to touch Jesus or be near to him or within the sound of his voice, because somehow they knew that Jesus had the capacity to, to, to raise them up in such a way, not that the evil would all go away necessarily, although in the gospel accounts, Jesus always heals the sick and raises the dead and calms the seas. But our experience also tells us that being having Jesus close to us or being aware of Jesus' closeness to us gives us the strength to recognize 
that the evil is not more powerful than God who is in me. And uh, it also brings up the, the question of suffering. Uh, inevitably, uh, we're all going to suffer. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And, and so the, the, the big question is how do we deal with it? How do we unite our, our hardships and our, our trials and tribulations uh, with those uh, of our Lord Jesus? Exactly. And, you know, like, I, I often uh, love the gospel, for example, where we had it just the other day where the woman with the hemorrhage says, if I just but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. And she is. And Jesus experiences power coming out from his body. All the merry, wonderful ways in which if only Jesus were here and I could touch him, I know I'd get better. Like, like uh, Lazarus's sister, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And we say, if only Jesus were here, but dear listeners, he is here. That's why he's given us the church, his body, the body of Christ. And the church is that great sacrament of Christ that does these sacraments, which are infallible, objective, tangible ways in which Jesus and us touch one another. We are touched by him and he touches us. The sacraments are powerful because they're very tangible. They're objective. We know when we're experiencing them and they're infallible. And so of all the ways in which we can come to know Jesus, there are many, many ways beyond the sacraments, acts of justice and charity and personal prayer and scripture and listening to relevant radio, for example, and all those kinds of things, supporting relevant radio. But the sacraments have a unique place within our life because we know that Jesus, and it's Jesus himself that performs the sacraments. Uh, it's the priest Jesus who says, this is my body. It's the priest Jesus who says, I absolve you from your sins. It's the priest Jesus who says, I baptize you. These wonderful, wonderful sacraments, dear friends, rather than seeing them as magical or seeing them as just some arcane ritual, to recognize that God is present in the touch and the oil and the bread and the water, the wine, all these ways which Jesus is fully present, can have an overwhelming awareness of, like the woman who wanted to touch the hem of his garment. When we approach these sacraments in faith, they always work, but we become more aware of it. We experience the power in our lives. Father Gordon, can you talk about uh, the Holy Eucharist, uh, the sacrament mm. of sacraments par excellence uh, that allows us uh, to touch Jesus, literally to, to bring Jesus right into our hearts every time we receive him in Holy Communion? Absolutely. I think it's Pope St. John Paul II, whose last encyclical was about the Eucharist. And he said the Eucharist is what gives birth to the Church. The Eucharist is Christ's presence. He says to us on Holy Thursday night, this is my body, this is my blood of the new covenant, do this in memory of me. And the church ever since, the apostles ever since, have faithfully done that. And we know that bread and wine truly become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. So precious is this, is that whatever is left over, we, we, we reserve in the tabernacle as a visible reminder that the beating heart of Jesus is present. And where Jesus is present, his beating heart is present. And that's a wonderful, wonderful gift. So the Eucharist is one way in which we really do touch Jesus or more profoundly are touched by him in the most uh, visceral way. We have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. When we receive the host, we receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And, and just that very act of, of, of swallowing and, and digesting, that's part of worship now. It doesn't get more real than that. 
And so the Eucharist is that place where, where God is fully present to us, giving himself to us in power, in humility. How humble Jesus is to come in this way. How humble Jesus is to wait in the tabernacle for people to come and pay him a visit and worship him and adore him and acknowledge him. How humble Jesus is that he waits for the words of this priest who is a sinner to cry out, to, to enter into the person of Jesus. How humble Jesus is that he comes to us whenever we desire and come near to him. Dear listeners, I want to encourage you, especially if you prepare for Lent, to be to kind of up the game of awareness of the Eucharistic Lord during the years of, of Eucharistic revival that we're experiencing in our country today, to long for the Eucharist more and more, to pray, to to seek his words, especially the, the teachings of the, of the scriptures and the church on the Eucharist, to spend time in adoration, to come prepared for communion. Oh, dear friends, this is such a great and awesome gift that God has given to us. Father Gordon, the other gift that we have as Catholics is the gift of uh, the sacrament of of confession. Our Lord Jesus, in his infinite ocean of mercy, allows us to come to him no matter what we've done. Uh, His his mercy is endless, and uh, he can forgive our sins inside of that medicine box. You know, it's something that our our brothers and sisters and our other Christian traditions of miss, I think. They, they, they focus on why would you confess your sins to a man? But the truth of the matter is you're confessing your sins to Christ Jesus. Uh, to, and, and it's Christ Jesus. There's, as, I, as I mentioned before, there's an objective, tangible, infallible moment uh, in that sacrament of forgiveness. And to, to, to know that, to kind of come with, with, with the guilt that we have, the, the awareness that we have, the shame that we have in our sin, to come before the Lord, to confess that, to, to own it, to, to recognize that I am a sinner, and to hear those words of forgiveness and healing and absolution. There is something so powerful, and it prepares our hearts all the more for the awareness of Christ in the Eucharist, to know that he's coming to me, and as best as possible, I am clean for him. And, and the, the, uh, the anointing, the, rather the absolution that we receive in the sacrament of reconciliation, is an absolution ordered towards our healing, towards our getting strong, towards our becoming uh, more powerful against the temptations that we have. You know, we speak of evil and suffering before. A great place that of, of medicine to kind of counter that suffering and that evil is in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And uh, Father Gordon, we also have uh, the Scriptures, the Word of God, uh, to uh, connect and unite ourselves and touch Jesus, and uh, also uh, each other. As uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta uh, reminded us, uh, you see Jesus in others. So those are two additional ways that we can connect with our Lord. Absolutely. Give it, Jesus has given us the Church, which is His body, the body of Christ. It's the people, it's the sacraments, it's the Word of God. It's all the ways in which the Church moves, even, even through the airwaves, you know, like we're doing now on Relevant Radio. All these ways which God has given us an overwhelming presence of His love, His power, His mercy, that allow, allows us to be, to be consumed by His Spirit, to be overtaken by His Spirit, and to have our character more closely resemble His. Uh, final thoughts on uh, how we can bring Jesus to others and ourselves be touched by him. Well, I think just to, to, uh, to allow the, the inner working of God in us 
to express itself in our smile, in our kindness, in our attentiveness to others. And if we are aware of that and confident of that, we're going to be assigned the people, people to say, I want what you have. There's something about you. And don't be afraid to admit, it's not me. It's Christ alive in me. Greater is he in me than he is in the world. Dearest friends, we are an army. We are a majority that cannot be beaten because Christ and I are one in him. Amen. Uh, Father Gordon, thank you so much uh, for your uh, insights and spiritual direction. Really appreciate it. God bless you, John. God bless your relevant radio. Many blessings to you. Father John Gordon, the Secretary for Evangelization for the Archdiocese of Newark. We need to take a short break when we come back. Licensed marriage and family therapist Doug Hinder will join us to discuss how to use Lent to improve your marriage. And we'll talk about mortifications in marriage. So stay with us as Morning Air and the Gift from the Heart Pledge Drive continues here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. And uh, welcome back to Morning Air here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app uh, as we continue here with day two of our Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us on this Tuesday morning across America, wherever you may be. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for all your support uh, yesterday and so far this morning. Thanks to all of you who have a heart for our mission here at Relevant Radio, Uh, especially you early birds that have already contributed and done your part. We're looking for 50 gifts here on this Tuesday morning during this hour. So uh, we really appreciate uh, whatever you can do. Our power scripture from the Playbook of Life this morning is from John 2.5. The beloved disciple St. John writes, His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Our Blessed Mother Mary's mission is the same today as it was 2,000 years ago. She always points us to her son, Jesus the Lord. Mary said to the servants at the wedding feast of Cana, Do whatever he tells you. That is, do whatever Jesus is telling you to do deep down in your heart. That's what it's all about. It's about following Christ from the heart every day of your life. And we always pray with great confidence that prayer from the Chaplain Divine Mercy that Drew Mariani prays every afternoon, Jesus, I trust in you. Now, can you believe that Ash Wednesday and Lent is coming up just two weeks from tomorrow? And with that, you can take advantage of growing in your spiritual life uh, as we try to do every year. But perhaps you can also use Lent to improve your marriage. How in the world can we do this? Uh, With the three primary activities of Lent, uh, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, our next guest will give us some uh, insights on how we can apply these three aspects to improve our marriage uh, that is uh, coming this Lent. A number of you want to be part of the conversation, 888-914-9149. And joining us live is licensed marriage and family therapist Doug Hinder with much more on how to use Lent to improve our marriage. Doug's passion is working with couples to help them live uh, the married life that God intended from the very beginning. He's been married for 42 plus years to his incredible wife. Surely they have nine children and six grandchildren. You can always find Doug at happymarriageforlife.com. Good morning, Doug. Thanks so much for uh, being with us. It's great to be with you again once again here uh, during our winter pledge drive. 
Same here, John. Happy to be on, especially during this week. It's such an important week. So thank you for the invitation. Well, I love chatting about marriage uh, with you here on on the show. Uh, You always come up with some great insights. But before we talk about Lenten marriage, what does Relevant Radio mean for you? And and why do you think it's important for our listeners to support the mission of Relevant Radio, of bringing Christ to the world through the media? Yeah, well, we can fill up the rest of our time as I answer that one. But you know what? I'd boil it down, I think, to two things. A is, you know, Vatican II's universal call to holiness. And we all accept that by the makes good sense, but okay, now how do I do it? Well, listen to Relevant Radio. You, you, you guys lay out the path for how we can sanctify our ordinary life, and I think that's unbelievably valuable in our world, number one. Number two, I let the dog out this morning, it was foggy outside, and, and there was a streetlight on down the road, and I'm like, yeah, that's Relevant Radio. You know, there's so much confusion in the church right now and in our world right now. Relevant Radio is the, the beacon, man. You're the lighthouse that says, now, come here. We've got the path. We can we can share with you the truth about life and God and our faith, and, and you can count on us. We, you, we're we're going to steer you straight. And I think those two are really, really important and needed, and you guys I, do a wonderful job of that. I, I love it, Doug. Uh, you find a way to bring uh, your pooch into the conversation, <laughs> and uh, our uh, our faith and, and Relevant Radio is, is the true light of the world. Uh, it's it's yeah. great. Uh, I can't believe Lent is right, literally right around the corner, two weeks uh, away <laughs> yeah. from tomorrow. Um, yeah. Usually we think of ways uh, during Lent to get closer to Jesus, uh, uh, but uh, you can also apply it to uh, our marriages. How can we use Lent as a way to improve our marriage? Yeah, great. And, I, you know, you, you know the, the three primary activities right of Lent are prayer, fasting and almsgiving. And I think we can tie all three of those uh, to, uh, to improving our marriage. So, you know, I mean, prayer, right? I mean, one of the primary purposes of prayer is to unite ourselves more closely with God. Well, while we're doing that, why don't we use that prayer to unite ourselves more closely to our spouse as well, right? And so in terms of that, I think about praying with, for, and about our spouse. And so the with, right? I mean, a lot of times people will, you know, they'll add some additional devotions or prayers to their day during Lent, like uh, family rosary. Well, you know, if you bring your spouse in to say the rosary with you or daily mass, well, bring your spouse along if you're going to go to daily mass during, during Lent. If you're already doing those things, how about adding the Divine Mercy Chaplet? You know, it only takes a few minutes to say that or say it. Listen to it with, on the radio with your spouse or say a litany to our Blessed Mother or, or, you know, read the Bible together. There are all kinds of things we can do, and let's bring our spouse with us on the journey. You know, if it's a small thing, let's see if our spouse would be willing to do it with us. So I think that's the prayer with our spouse. Um, great, you know, great reminder, us. Doug, obviously. And, uh, you know, the longer you're married, the, the easier it is to, to forget these basic fundamentals that you're, yeah. you're sharing with us. I, I, I always remember Father Rocky, uh, he has said it more than once, the more you pray, the better things go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a fact. He put it on it a really coffee is. mug that we gave away uh, during a pledge drive a while back. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but it's, it's, that, that's true, right? That's true. And so I... I you know, neither two or one, right? And we do need to pray together. I think that's a really important thing. I think that pleases our, our Lord a great deal. And, and then pray for our spouse. I think, you know, uh, maybe say an extra decade of the rosary just for our spouse, you know, when we're done. Or maybe just say a memorari each day uh, or or offer, you know, an hour of work for our spouse. You know, Lord, this next hour of work, I'm going to really focus and I want to offer this 
this work for my uh, for my wife that uh, things go well for her today and whatever she's doing or something like that and so praying for right is really important sometimes we forget to do that you know we tend to take our spouses for granted or you know our spouse is generally so much better at these things than we are we don't think that they need prayer and you know they do for sure and and then pray about our spouse too i think you know to set aside a little bit of quiet reflective mental prayer time uh each week maybe even each day to pray about our spouse so what do they need right now what's going on in his or her life what are they worried about what keeps them awake at night what um you know, what do they need and what can I do to be there for them, to support them? Thanks be to God. I, uh, a day doesn't go by that I don't pray for my wife, uh, Cindy. Uh, she's always uh, in, in my prayers. And, you know, as, as you're talking, I, I was having a flashback to when we were dating and we used to go visit the Blessed Sacrament for five minutes before we'd go out on a dinner date back in the early days. And, you know, it's so yeah. easy to get out of that routine. But uh, these are such an important reminder, the importance of prayer. We want to talk about fasting and almsgiving as well, but we need to take a, a short uh, break. Uh, Doug, I also want to uh, invite our listeners if you have uh, any thoughts or, or questions uh, for licensed marriage and family therapist Doug Hinder about how to use Lent to improve your marriage. We're, we're taking your calls. 888-914-9149 is the number. We're going to take a short time out as we continue our conversation uh, with Doug. Stay with us. There's much more to come on the other side after this Relevant Radio Miracle Moment. changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio Miracle Moment. Hello, Drew. Hey. I just wanted to give a thanks to Relevant Radio and, and you and, and all the programs there. It's really helped me out in the last few years. Um, I have had a hard time getting back to confession. Uh, yesterday, I finally went, you know, that absolution just was a, a definite weight off my shoulders. And, uh, uh, and I, I just hopefully pray that I can continue to follow the Lord until the day I die. Well, so. uh, what, what a beautiful testimony. Take his advice. If you've been away 40 years, he was away from the faith. 40 years away from the sacrament of reconciliation. Try it. Go back. You'll feel that same weight lift. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax-deductible donation now to support our mission at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Or call 877-291-0123. Welcome back to Morning Air. We are talking about love, marriage, and Lent here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm John Morales. Thanks uh, for tuning in as uh, we continue our fascinating uh, discussion uh, with uh, licensed marriage and family therapist Doug Hinder. Now, Doug, we already talked about prayer. Uh, let's talk about fasting. Uh, can you talk about how fasting can play a role uh, in improving our marriage uh, here in this upcoming yeah. Lent? 
Yeah, for sure. Right. So fasting is about, you know, stopping doing something we enjoy, right, in order to increase our self-discipline, our self-control. So eating a little bit less, drinking a little bit less, maybe giving up an extra cup of coffee or something like that. Right. And, you know, a lot of the great spiritual fathers talked about the predominant defect. We all have a predominant defect that we need to try to overcome, you know, our anger or our pride or sloth or whatever. Uh, well, I think there are you know, defects that show up in our marriage. And maybe it's good to give a little prayerful thought to what our predominant defect is in our marriage. And, you know, John Gottman, I quote him quite a lot. He talks about four behaviors that are very damaging to a marriage. Criticism, you know, pointing out what's wrong with you all the time. Contempt, saying some pretty mean things to you when I'm angry. Uh, stonewalling, just shutting down, tuning you out, ignoring you, well, and defensiveness, blaming you for everything that's wrong in the marriage and not taking any ownership myself. And so I think all of us have a tendency uh, to to commit one of those kind of uh, sins against marriage more so than another. And so perhaps you could say, well, I, yeah, I tend to criticize my spouse. Well, maybe you could fast from criticism for 40 days or Man, when I'm angry, I can really let my spouse have it. Well, maybe you can fast from saying, you know, some harsh things or fast from shutting down and ignoring your spouse or fast from being defensive. So I think, you know, give some prayer to that. What's my predominant defect in my marriage? And maybe I could set a goal for this Lent to stop doing that thing uh, and uh, do something positive in, in place of it. I'm uh, I'm laughing inside. I'm thinking we can fast uh, from uh, not uh, putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Uh, fast from not taking out the garbage. You know all the little wrong things. Wrong idea, John. John. Wrong idea, John. No, 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 no. Wrong idea. <laughs> well, the the, yeah. the the good the good news is is yeah, there's definitely uh, so many of, the, of of these things that uh, we can easily get caught up in, especially the criticism yeah. and and really uh, you know hurting our our uh, beloved's uh, feelings with something that we say. We can fa- definitely fast from that. Yeah, and you know, and if you're not sure what your predominant defect is, just ask your spouse. You know, she will tell you. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Moving right along, uh, let's yes, talk about almsgiving and uh, how can almsgiving uh, be a part of uh, of our Lent if we want to improve our marriage? Yeah. So, so this is great. I think you know, in terms of almsgiving, the church talks to us about time, talent, and treasure, right? And and I would, I, you know, almsgiving. If my wife were to give me, say, an extra ten bucks every day for my lunch, I would appreciate that. But that's really not what I'm talking about. But here I am talking about performing some daily active service for your spouse, right? Something you can do over and above what you normally do. So, so here's, I think a great idea is give your spouse one compliment each day. Set about a goal to find one thing really great about your spouse and share that. And I, so here's an idea. So that would be 40, right? 40 days of Lent, 40 compliments. Make a list of all the things you love, appreciate, are grateful for, or thankful for about your spouse. Without, with a little bit of thought, you'll come up with 40 for sure. Go off to the drugstore, buy, you know, 40 of these little blank cards. You know, they got a sailboat on the front of them or hot air balloons or something. You open them in blank. And on each one of those, write down one of those 40 things you really love and are grateful for with your spouse. And then every day, leave one of those in front of the coffee pot. 
And then every day your spouse is going to find that open and look at it and say, whoa, I really am loved. That would be a pretty nice way to spend uh, Lent. And then the last thing I'd throw out is, you know, go out of your way to smile at your spouse and make eye contact every time your spouse says something to you. Seems like a simple thing, but it's a really powerful way to convey you're important to me. I love you because when you're talking to me, I'm looking at you and paying attention. So there's a few ideas about some almsgiving, some things we could do over and above little acts of service for our spouse. These are great ideas, and they're very practical. It's uh, something that uh, every one of us can do, even if we just do a little bit uh, of each, uh, a little bit more praying, a little bit uh, more uh, fasting uh, for our uh, beloved, and also uh, uh, almsgiving, uh, you know, doing something, something special. And this this idea of a compliment every day, that that sounds like a really uh, doable one. That that sounds fantastic. Real quick uh, final thoughts, uh, uh, Doug, here. Uh, We have about 30 seconds. Yeah, I'd say, listen, uh, you know, let's not waste Lent on ourselves. Let's, you know, let's spend our Lent not only in a way to deepen our faith, but deepen our marriage and and deepen our commitment to our spouse. And and, uh, let's tie whatever it is we're going to do in Lent to our marriage as well and improve both our our own soul and our marriage. Absolutely. Uh, Where can our listeners um, go for more information? And if, if they want to consult you, yeah, happymarriageforlife.com. There's a button there. Uh, connect with Doug. Um, I'm only licensed to work with couples in the uh, state of Illinois, but certainly if you're outside of Illinois, I'm happy to talk to you about whatever your problem is and see if we can't find somebody in your state that could uh, be of help to you as well. Well, as always, I really appreciate your expertise and your insights. They're so practical and definitely something that is doable here this coming Lent. Thanks so much, Doug. My pleasure, John. Always great to be with you. God bless you. Morning Air contributor Doug Hinder, licensed marriage and family therapist. And now it's time for another edition of Glenn Story Corner. Our story today called Wealth in a Cup. They huddled inside the storm door, two children in ragged, outgrown coats. Any old papers, lady? I was busy. I wanted to say so till I looked down at their feet. Thin little sandals, sopped with sleet. Come in, I'll make you a cup of hot cocoa, I said. There was no conversation there. Soggy sandals left marks on the hearthstone. Cocoa and toast with jam would fortify against the chill outside. I went back and started again on my household budgets. The silence in the front room struck me. I looked in. The girl held her empty cup in her hand, looking at it. The boy asked in a flat voice, Lady, are you rich? Am I rich? Mercy, no. I looked at my... Shabby slipcovers and worn place in the rug. The girl put her cup in its saucer, carefully. Your cups match your saucers, she said. Her voice was old with a hunger that was not of the stomach. Then they left, holding their bundles of paper against the wind. They hadn't said thank you. They didn't need to. They'd said more than that. Plain blue pottery cups and saucers. But they matched. I tested the potatoes and stirred the gravy. Potatoes and brown gravy, roof over our heads, my husband with a steady job. These things matched, too. I moved the chairs back from the fire and tidied the living room. The muddy prints of small sandals were still wet on my hearth. I let them be. I want them, in case I forget how rich I am. First John 3.17 says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, How does God's love abide in him? 
As always, uh, Glenn, thanks so much. Uh, really uh, appreciated. Uh, coming up next hour here on Morning Air, Catholic evangelist Martha Fernandez Sardina, the founder of RememberYouAreLove.com, will discuss safeguarding faith, hope, and love, especially when tragedy strikes. Plus, Catholic and pro-life attorney Mary Helen Fiorito will be with us to talk about uh, the USCCB president responding to President Biden and how the Catholic bishops are working as one body to end abortion. So stay with us. There is much more to come in the final hour of Morning Air as we continue with day two of our relevant radio, Gift from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive.